Blog Talk Radio.
And they know somebody like we is gon' blow, take over the globe Do it in English and Espanol And you know how that goes First they don't care, now they can't let us go We came from the bottom, so the top's what we shoot for Mama, you everything I look for Day go, 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 Pair jeans, see I'm doing this shit, doing this shit for Mac Nick. And niggas in Coney Garden trying to do shit. See, life ain't a game, it remains intense. Why? Hold you a nigga like a dog tracing the scent. See, you gotta get some money, you got to pay rent. Filling in, y'all, ass red. One of the musical priests, we uh-huh. the lyrical Voltron, hypocrites get slept upon Into combat, don't you come back And take your backs, your sword In the spiritual warfare, you up against the Lord Of the first high priest, Melchizedek Don't you conceive this, just sit back Breathe, I got more where this come from JDD, original drum master You will never hit the back, fast or slow It doesn't matter though T3 times the MC, call him the back Who's in the tree of life? Oh, don't ever give up in the fight. Grace can only come into the fight. Soul power, it ignites like the sun. As we dominate the industry for fun. Fun, 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 fun. And I'm done. Yo, what up, man? It's your boy Do It All from that legendary hip-hop group, Lords of the Underground, 211 Media Group. Look, man, when you get Bodega Fresh, that means your strut to the store is ill. That means your strut down the block is fresh. But when you get Bodega Fresh, Nadine, that means your radio listening is on point. It's your boy, 211MG, Lord Gang. Now I ain't got much. Just a little bucket, nah, I ain't ballin' Shit, I could be frontin' and talkin' like it's nothing For me to spend cheese, flossin' like I got it That ain't what I'm ploppin', girl, I'm just tryna go 
Maybe we could get a bite to eat or we could coast. PCH or vacay, I can't wait, girl. Hop on in so we can ride with the windows down. But yeah, my whip ain't equipped with butterfly dust. That we all may not even play your CD. And the rims ain't gonna spin when we stop, babe. But I swear we'll get where we wanna be. Oh, day, go, day, crash, 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 day,
was wrong Maybe you were right Maybe I don't bless that like I should Maybe when I don't Don't come home at night And to bother you Maybe I could start Answering your page Call if I'll be late That'd be good What I'm trying to say That I'm gonna try To be better for you Yeah, yeah, yeah Come on weather I'll come
black man's eyes Look like chicks in the Cadillac, a black man ride But every different day a different black man dies Shorty mama trippin' off a crack mad eye Now he watchin' TV lovin' the bad guy Piss boy with a welfare check, he know he African Cause he ain't get healthier yet Now he puts down his knapsack Got a crack pack, you don't understand if your vision ain't abstract. We in the project, a lot of us is lab rats. Voted for Obama, hoping he wouldn't have that. Now I can tell you that I felt hell. I still remember how a felt smell. I still remember how the pig jack. Sammy crying up on the VI, I couldn't dig that. Open the door and teach your soul. Have to blunt around, hoping that it reaches your soul. Now give me five on the black man's side. Go to Fairmont, watch the black man rise. Yeah. Open the door, let me
I remember growing up when the streets was me. In the school, selling chicks, keep my sneakers clean. I'm hood rich, but things ain't like what it seems. Pops was looking out, gave me a drum machine. Who would have thought that little old me and her young B would be here, making up beats, taking trips that's overseas, being on TVs, and rocking out shows with the biggest celebrities. I guess it just ain't hit me. But I ain't trickling on fame, just give me the love for my friends and my family. Staying humble and making sure God first. I grind hard cause my parents shouldn't have to work. But I know that growing up was hard. But the love and the praise you gave should take me far. So I thank you, Dad. And I thank you, Ma. Cause wherever we go, we gotta know what it means to ever let go. Caldwell, you're chilling on Bodega Fresh with my girl Nadine. Bodega, Bodega Fresh, 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 Fresh.
Bodega Fresh, your girl Navy, and is back on the scene. It's the third Sunday of the month. Or could it be the fourth? Nope, it's the third Sunday of the month. It's June. We've been having crazy weather out here in New York. Back and forth, hot, cold. It's been really berserk. But I'm back, and I'm here to bring you fabulous artists that I'm always fascinated with, always supporting. Last artist, I want to give a shout-out to Do It All, Lords of the Underground, for coming into the show. And today's show, we're going to focus on the behind the scenes of music, more on the production side. I have one half of the duo, Fisticuffs, which is responsible for Janae Aiko as well as Miguel Sound. And I know you guys know those artists, so I want to welcome Brian Warfield of Fisticuffs. Say what's up to the people, Brian. Hey, what's going on, people? <laughs> How you doing? All right. All right. Doing good. Thank you so much for doing the show. I really appreciate it. I know how busy you can be. You know, so featuring Fisticuffs today, and um, which is yourself and Mac Robinson, you guys are a fantastic production duo, two-time Grammy-nominated duo, doing it up, you know? So uh, I want to start a little four. bit. It's four now. I just oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you know, last year we got it's two extra. It's four now. <laughs> 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 finally, finally, on the searching on the on the um on the website, you know, they need to update their information. You know, it's four time <laughs> Grammy nominated duo fisticuffs. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. So, um, how did you and uh, Mac actually meet? Uh, we met in high school. We were in the jazz band together. Uh, LA High School for the Arts. You know, a school called Loxa out here. Oh, wow. Uh, performing, arts high, yeah, performing Arts High School. Um, and so, yeah, we were both in the music department. Um, so mm-hmm. he was playing guitar and I was playing trumpet in the jazz band. So, um, yeah, that's oh, where we met. that's dope. That is dope. That's really dope. So you guys met. You both played instruments and things. But, you know, how did you actually start connecting and making beats together yeah so um so yeah like i said we knew each other in high school and then after we graduated um he was doing a lot of like film and tv scoring and i was doing more of the um, like touring and, and playing so um right after high school i was in this band and we were signed to columbia um and you know we were caught a bunch and uh so we were right. touring and i did some stuff with snoop's band and stuff like that um, and like so, so Mackie was working on film and TV stuff but um, one day he had a barbecue it was like a 4th of July and uh, he worked out of his crib so um, you know we were just chilling we just made a beat he was always making beats I was always making beats but uh, we just made mm-hmm. it together and it's funny the first track we made was like a, a randomly just like a reggae track <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why but we just made a reggae beat and um, mm-hmm. you know it was cool we had fun and uh, you know I came back the next day and then same day and just kind of started making stuff um, and then at the time, so like I said, he worked out of his uh, living room, and I had a studio. Um, so, you know, then he'd come over to my spot sometimes, and we'd work, and, um, you know, it got to the point where I just told him, yo, like, bring your stuff to do, you know, come bring your stuff to my studio, and, you know, we could just work out of here. And um, oh. that's what we did. So, yeah, we kind of just combined our gear together, worked out of, uh, you know, worked out of my spot, and, um, you know, started started going at it. That's dope. That's dope. Now, what was your first, like, actual, like, you would consider, like, wow, this is a big gig right now, you know? Uh, well, so, yeah, so after we got together and was making stuff, it, the timing was just kind of crazy because Miguel, 
um, that's when we started like working with him. And at the time, this was before he was signed or anything. You know, he had a little buzz because of MySpace and stuff like that. But um, mm-hmm. at the time, he was just kind of like making his own stuff. Um, and I knew Miguel since he was like 15 through the same band that I was uh, that I was with. You know, he used to come around, and me and him are like the youngest ones. You know, in, in the studio, so we kind of clicked. But um, yeah, he came through one day to do a hook on one of our uh, boys' uh, you know tracks. That's what Mac was mm-hmm. about. So Mac was like, "Yeah, you know, this dope." So um, you know, kind of said they chopped it up with Miguel, like you know, you'll come through, let's do some work, and uh, he did. So you know, he'd come through, and we kind of just making making records together, and this is when MySpace was popping. So as soon as you know, yeah. finished records, he would just throw them up on his page, and then you know, the feedback was was crazy. And, um, That's you know, dope. Like started getting the buzz. Yeah, yeah started getting the buzz. I didn't even realize started. that you guys um, knew him before he was even signed. That's crazy. So you yeah, basically yeah. helped curate that whole feel with Miguel. I guess he had his own ideas, but I would say you guys worked all together to really yeah. bring in that okay. sound. Yeah, because yeah, Miguel... Because I remember, I remember you came out here and Miguel was actually in one of the Summer Stage concerts. It was a few years back. Um, he might have just been signed to Jive. I can't recall off the top of my head. But I think yeah. Tamia was on the ticket too. Yeah, and you were, you were also, I think you were playing horns in his band as well, you know, which was crazy. And that was really dope too and that was the very very beginning he hadn't really blown up yet he was still paying mm-hmm. dues and things and you were like yeah he's, he's about to do this thing and you know I remember we were looking and I was like he, he's very prince like hmm I wonder you know and then the next thing I knew pow he just blew up you know what I'm saying so that was really dope and we were really excited for you um, after all of that and um, I at that time I didn't even know that you were doing production for him at all, I just thought you know you were just doing your thing as a musician, playing trumpet. Had no idea you were also behind the scenes on production as well, which is really really dope and really fly. So, with Miguel blowing up, how did you guys connect with um, Janae Iko? How did that all happen? Okay, so yeah, so Miguel he blew up, and then you know so that was that was cool. That was like our, our first start. Um, and so with the Janae story, it's funny. So um, a friend of ours who's a writer, you know, she's written through a lot of our tracks. And um, one day she was at the mall. There's a mall out right here called the Fox Hills Mall. Well, now it's another name, but back then it was the Fox Hills Mall. And um, so she calls me and was like, yo, there's this girl up here performing to one of your tracks. So she puts the phone up and I'm listening. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that is this. So, you know, I was like, find out, you know, what her name is and, you know, let me see what's up. And same thing, this is, you know, MySpace day, so... Um, I look it's uh, you know a song that Janae did back in the day called Wait No More uh, you know, still up still out people can check it out but so yeah that was one of our tracks and so she had wrote to it I guess one of her friends gave it to her um, but yeah you know we I sent her a little message on MySpace a little inbox that was like yo you know I like what you did uh, and it's actually our track and you know I'd love to you know, continue to work and you know what you did was dope so she wrote back and was like okay you know I had no idea and um, I think so she started coming through we started, uh, you know, cutting records, and her whole thing was, you know, she had a, a nice little underground following as well from when she was younger. Um, mm-hmm. But she kind of wanted to put out something because you know years had passed since all that. So now, you know, she was writing her own stuff, just recording, and so she wanted to put out something for you know her fans and whatnot. So 
that's when we put out the Sailing Souls mixtape. That was like the very first thing. And uh, once we put that out, it, it took off. You know, I had like half a million downloads, and then next thing you know, labels start knocking, and that's kind of how that happened. So, you know, kind of similar situation. Like, she wasn't signed. We just were creating, put out product, right. and, um, you know, it just kind of took off. So, that's yeah, how we got that's it in the yeah, it's like everything was just connecting and falling into place piece by piece, you know, that's really hot. So, how would you and Matt describe your sound? Would you have a description for it? I would say our, our um, well, our influences, you know, we, we uh, well, first of all, we work with a lot of, like, singers and, and writers, so a lot of our stuff, you know, tends to be a lot more musical, um, you know, just like an arm. I guess whenever you have a singer on something, they're automatically gonna label it R&B. But you know, I feel like now there's so many different like styles of R&B and you know whatever. It's not just like your typical baby making, you know, sweet stuff. Music. But yeah. um, yeah. So you know, but uh, like I said, so we like musical things. Um, but at the same time, our hip hop influences. You know, we we just left up the box. So I would say as far as our sound, like you know, it's musical, but it still has that knock element to where you know. Obviously, girls are like it, but at the same time, it's something that guys can knock to. It's like, you know, still R&B, but it has a hip-hop yeah. edge to it, and 808s, and, you know, low-end. Yeah, um, it does. You know, like I said, stuff that, stuff that we kind of just, you know, like just on a you know, day-to-day listening. So, just incorporate yeah. that in our music, and, you know, yeah, just stuff that knocks, really. Hmm. Now, as producers, who are some of the producers that you guys like and admire? Um, yes, speaking for myself, um, like coming up, Jay Dill was like a heavy influence for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just had a different kind of sound, different kind of just vibe and this feel with the drums and all that. So I was real heavy with the Jay Dill production. Um, you know, Timberland too, he's real influential. He always had like different sounds and, you know, he just had a different, like, you know, automatically hear a track and be like, that's a Timberland track, you know, so that was dope. Um, yeah. Neptunes, you know, they came out and they killed it. Everything they put out was, yeah. you know, hit. Um, yeah, well, everything so, they put out was hit after hit. Yeah. You know, and the same thing, they had like a sound, you know, with the drums and all that. So, um, you know, like off top, I would say for me, you know, like those dudes. Um, but then, you know, there's other like musicians, um, you know, growing up, like listening to jazz and stuff like that. I kind of. You know, gravitate towards like chord changes and things of that nature. But um, right. as far as like production, you know, that's why I like those dudes. They all had like musical influences, but stuff just still not. And, you know, they just they knew how to make stuff hit. You know, so yeah, those dudes were big Nice, really nice. So, um, who are some of the artists that? we might look forward to you working with can you tell us or do you have to keep it yeah on hush hush no no Good. I, can, I can give you the the scoop uh, this is Chicken Nina we actually are we're wrapping up right now and uh, she's wait what's her name Yuna uh, spelled Y-U-N-A okay. and um it's funny because um well prior to working with her you know I, w- I wasn't familiar but she has a nice following um she's pretty she's big overseas she's from Malaysia but um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, know know of her, and um, so yeah, she reached out to us. And the thing that um, the thing that we look for when we're working with artists is like unique voices. You know, that's why I feel like with Miguel and Janae, it works so well. Like their voices just kind of fit out on its own. Um, yeah. 
So, with Yuna, it was kind of the same thing. Like, she has such a uh, cool, unique voice. You know, once they sent us the music, we were like, yeah, let's, let's work. Um, so, she actually, she, so she signed, she's a signed artist. She signed to Verve through Interscope. Um, uh-huh. But so, yeah, so they, they reached out. We did a couple of dates, um, cut some records, and next thing you know, you know, she hit us and was like, yeah, we want you guys to pretty much like do the whole project. Are you down? So, you know, of course, we were down, and um, yeah, so we've been working on that for the last couple months, and we just pretty much wrapped up. So, um, yeah, look out for that. We should be dropping something like a single sometime soon, and uh, I think they're talking about releasing the album in like October, November, somewhere around like end of the year. Um, so, yeah, so you know, that's the one we're excited about. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much like the one we've been focusing on, aside from, you know, Miguel. He's dropping his stuff uh, at the end of this month, June, I believe, is when that comes out, and we had some stuff on there, too, so. Uh, yeah. Look out so for it's that. not like the entire album, but you do have a, a few tracks yeah. on there as well. Okay. A couple of joints, yeah. yeah. Miguel, see, he started, um, you know, because he was always, like, pr- producing a lot of his, his stuff, even from the first album. Like, he, you know, he would, um, he would start his ideas, and what we would do is we would, like, you know, take his acapella, or sometimes even like the idea he started, we kind of add to it. Um, so he was always like, you know, pretty hands on. And then when the second album came about, uh, what a lot of people don't know was Adorn, his big single, he actually produced that all on his own. I was like 100% him. So, um, yeah, so, you know, so like I said, he's always been real hands on. You know, he, he knows what he wants. Um, you know, very talented cat. So, um, you know, so I feel like every album he's you know, doing more and more, and kind of just you know, just, just putting out what, what he hears in his head. But if you know, he still keeps the family around. Like everyone who's working on the first album is still involved. So, you know, we still help out when we can. You know, yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, we got a couple joints on there. Like, um, and then working, you know, it's obvious that you guys working together is, is a really good fit because just the music just speaks for itself it's it's phenomenal it's really it draws you in it's like a it's almost like a trance i have to say it's 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 that feeling you know what i mean mm-hmm. and um that's kind of like what i think about when i when i you know hear adorn when i hear some of the tracks that you guys have done with both of these artists and i'm just like it's it's like this trance like you're drawn in and you're just like wow sounds so awesome. I don't know what it is. It's really, it's really nice. It's um, so creative and so unique, and I'm really excited that I get to talk to you about it. You know, um, I know you uh, before knowing you as a producer, as a trumpet player, as a musician. Will we be seeing you out there, you know, playing trumpet for other people, maybe guest spotting? Well, I'm um, always thinking I'm going to see you like that. <laughs> You know, it's funny, it's been a minute since uh, I picked the horn up. Um, you know, I'll still play here and there, if, you know, if a track calls for it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I have been been on the road, like, when Janae, she started. I was, like, uh, you know, MDing and, um, you know, running the Pro Tools, playing keys and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, the thing about it is once they go on tour, it's, you know, I, I really don't want to be gone for that long, especially leaving the studio. Um, so, you know, at that point, once, once they go on, like, actual tours, then, you know, I have someone sub, and, like, they kind of take over. But, um, yeah. you know, from in the, be- in the beginning, if it's, like, little one-off dates here and there, you know, I'll, I'll go and kind of make sure, you know, the music is played how, you know, we want it to sound and, you know, so on and so forth. Right. But, you know, but, yeah, so sometimes, I'll, you know, I'll come out and do little things here and there, especially if it's certain certain gigs I want to I wanna be at, you know. 
I'll, I'll take those overseas and whatnot. I'll say yes to those. When you started off being a musician, is this where you thought you would be right now at this moment in your life? Uh, you know, when I started off, I was playing trumpet, right? And this is an elementary school. Um, and I, you know, by playing trumpet, I was always in jazz bands and stuff. And my dad, he was a big, um, you know, jazz listener. Um, right. And I grew up, you know, just listening to jazz and, you know, oldies and stuff. Um, but see, I, I always knew that I probably wasn't going to be a professional trumpet player. Only because, you know, like, like I said, growing up with like, a lot of these jazz musicians, like, these dudes are killing. Like, you know, jazz is a very hard art form. Um, you know, mm-hmm. to learn and to play. You know, it's a whole other language. Um, and, you know, I was always good, but like there was dudes out there that were just amazing. So, you know, I, and I knew I wasn't gonna be a professional trumpet player, but I just didn't know in what aspect I, you know, wanted to take my music into. I was, just, you know, I was doing it through school, but it wasn't until I was in high school. Um, my dad he got me my first keyboard where I can actually like make beats. It was called the Chord Triton, uh, you know, giant keyboard. And so, yeah, once I started doing that and making beats, I kind of fell in love with that and knew, like, okay, this is kind of where I kind of see myself at. So, yeah, once I started, just, you know, producing and making beats, yeah, that right. was that was kind of it right there. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. That's dope. That's dope. Well, we're going to get into some of your music right now. Um, Brian Warfield, one half of the duo Fist of Cuffs, also salute and shout out to Mac Robinson. You guys, up, check Mac? out Miguel. That's coming out next. Um, Janae Aiko as well. And then Uni, is that the name you told me? Yuna. Yeah, Yuna. 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 Mm-hmm. Next artist come out from Fisticuffs Productions. And um, I think we're going to get into a little Miguel next, but probably play a little Janae Aiko after that as well. It's Bodega Fresh, your girl Nadine. Brian Warfield of Fisticuffs. We're going to pay a little Miguel, then a little Janae Aiko. We'll be back. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Give me pound, give me pound. 
pound, give me pound, give me euro, give me a Give me pound, give me pound, give me euro, give me I'm international, baby, I'm international, pay me Um, do you take check? I hope she don't think that I think that she's some kind of hoe Some kind of hoe I don't care, that just let me know that she knows what she wants, yeah
Yeah. Your girl Nadine is back. Let me turn this instrumental down a little bit in the background so y'all can hear me. <laughs> Bodega Fresh, your girl Nadine is back. It's July 5th. It is uh, July 4th weekend, and I'm busting it out for y'all. I hope y'all are with me. Just finished talking to one half of production duo Fisticuffs, Brian Warfield, four-time Grammy-nominated production duo, may I add, responsible for the sounds that you hear from Janae Iko as well as Miguel, and they've done some work with Mariah Carey and Jasmine Sullivan, just to name a few. They're doing their thing, and uh, the next artist that they have coming out actually under their Fisticuffs marker is Yuna, who is a Malaysian artist. She has a really great following already, so check her out, Yuna. Y-U-N-A, you know, from Malaysia. But the show's not done yet, not for one bit, because I also have one of the MCs from the era that you can't deny, golden era of music, golden era of hip-hop, also now director and fabulous filmmaker, Corey Pearson, who's coming on the show in a few minutes to talk about the Thin Black Nine that is debuting next well, actually next Saturday, but this Saturday coming on July 11th. So you guys have to check that out. We're going to be talking to him about the film and everything coming out um, for the premiere, who he has sponsoring. It's going to be really, really great to hear what he has to say. So you guys, that'll be in just just a few seconds, actually, because I think I hear him coming through here on the line. In fact, I might just bring him in and we're going to start discussing this. Thin Black Line is coming out on Saturday, July 11th what's going on here see if my boy's in the building on the line yeah Corey Pearson are you there yeah 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 <laughs> what's going on what's up happy 4th of July well you know 4th of July really all the knowledge we know we don't really celebrate 4th of July like that per se but 4th of July to you brother I, mean, I celebrate it I celebrate yeah. I, listen, I, I celebrate no, I celebrate a day to not have to go to work. You know what I'm saying? Oh, all right. Yo, I was like, listen, all that beefing about everybody, like, nah, we don't celebrate it. Listen, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it's a day where I ain't got to go to work. It's a oh, day off. With, with, with exactly. pay, though? Come on, man. You can't beat that. You can't you beat can that. You can never get that. That's a good it's rare. It's rare. It's a it's good, a good American off. thing. With it's a good American thing. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) But you know, a day off don't really mean a day off for you. You also have the film finally coming out, Thin Black Line, coming out July 11th, and uh, we got some critical backing, critical backing for this film. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Speak on it. Oh man. Um, Well, first off, to to go back to the. to the no days off, yo, Nate, you know me, so you know, like, we go back, 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 so you know there ain't no days off, but, yeah, we getting ready for, for Saturday, this Saturday is the screening for uh, for this film we had called The Thin Black Line, shout to my partner, Kyron Hodges, Headliners Production, shout to Baja Monster Walter, you know what I'm saying, that's uh, 50's Bodyguard, um, shout mm-hmm. to him, he got MJE Boys, out to Nat Lotto. Nat Lotto was also in the film. Um, and, you know, through that affiliation, we was able to get, uh, you know, F and Vodka for, for the premiere. 
And uh, we're going to see what Fifth does, you know, as far as, you know, helping out, you know, with the market and stuff like that later. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. You know, if he does, he does. If he don't, he don't. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, right. we'll see. You know, but other than that, the, the film is a very dope, socially relevant movie about, uh, well, it's a short film. It's about an hour long, and, and it's about uh, the, the injustice between the, the police and the community and both sides of the coin, though. You know, I, I never really wanted to, to, to just point fingers at one side, like, oh, it's the police and it's a racial thing, and it's because... That's not necessarily true in all the cases, you know. If you actually do your research and, and look at all, all the issues that have happened, I mean, the ones that got exploited were appear to be uh, racially motivated. But if you really look, you know, this has been going on for a long time. Um, you know, yeah. police shooting innocent people. Um, and, yeah. But then there's a flip side to that as well, you know, the we don't trust the, the, the police, and the police don't trust us for some reason, you know, uh, the community. So we show that side, too, you know, where the discord comes from, from there, too. But the premise of the film is uh, uh, Sergeant Ford and Sergeant Green, they, they're, they're both black officers, detectives, and they uh, have a disdain for, uh, they're, they're, they're also racist, they're racist. I'll just say that. Right. They, they don't, but they're not racist against other races. They they happen to be black, and they don't like young black males. Period. They don't right. like anything that young black males represent either. Right. You know, so that stamp automatically puts a stigma as soon as they see any young black male. This guy could be positive, you know. And in this film, it happens to be a young black basketball prodigy you know he does good in school he's got got a great relationship with his family and you know he's had his school going straight he, you know and you see from early on in the film that he's you know he, he's a, a good guy and uh mm-hmm. you know so the police you know they they kill him and they frame a white cop you know basically tell the white cop look you're gonna get off so you're gonna take the, the you know the fall for this so it's all of this takes place in one night, so you know it, it's crazy. It, it, it's a it's a crazy, crazy, crazy film. Uh, oh my we, goodness! We were lucky. Yeah, we were lucky enough to get you know Jay Paris from Belly played Lock Kid in Belly. Uh, mm-hmm. He's uh, he plays uh, Sergeant Green and oh uh, man, um, my man uh, Dre Foreman did a a fucking phenomenal job as Sergeant. Ford, who is the uh, right. the the antagonist? And oh god, yeah. like, the hairs of my arm are standing up because this guy's like really dope. I actually wrote that part for him, you know, specifically, you know. So yeah, he, and he, came he played in, he his part. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah he you know. it. I definitely couldn't stand him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. he definitely played his part. Now, you know, the film discusses, of course, you know how um, police officers and you know, regular civilians basically react with one another. But, you know, like, well, in this film where the officers are black and so is the victim, you know, you're, you're pointing out that it's not just, you know, a white on black when it comes to being a police officer. It kind of points out more like the power that you have right. as a police right. officer. It ain't a race thing. It's a power thing. That's actually the tagline for the film. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because because it's it's, it's like I, I feel like some people, you know, during the course of them coming up, growing up, and, and whether it be school or or just in the neighborhood or whatever, you know, we, we, we as people we we want to fit in. We wanna we wanna uh, you know some of us are are are, are kind of eccentric and we, we we dance to our own drum or whatever but there's still that natural instinct to want to be able to fit in when you want to you know right. that option to be able to say hey I'm going to fit in today and then tomorrow I'm just not fucking with y'all you know yeah. um, this, the, the problem is you know coming up some of these people didn't even have those options it was either look uh, we either fuck with you or we don't you know, uh, you're either a nerd or you're this or you're that or you're, you're, your mother's a stripper, so we're going to make fun of you. <laughs> Whatever it was, these people right. were being picked on in school or on their block or, or, you know. So to compensate for that, you know, they start growing up, hitting the gym, getting all brawly, join the Army, the Marines, or the police okay. force, and just start wilding. You know what I'm saying? Like these people exist. Like you, you can't tell me that these people don't exist. You know, yeah. and, and I, I don't even think that it's, it's a situation where they're like they're even looking at a color. I think they're just looking at it like, listen, I have power. Yeah, I can make any human being bow to me because of this badge and this gun, and ain't mm-hmm. nobody gonna say or do anything about it. You know, and that's what we touching on. That's what we touching on in the film. And, and again, you know, I think Dre Foreman did a unbelievable job portraying <laughs> that. You know, because like it, it's it, oh man, like that to be able to nail that is important because you could see in in his eyes, you know, the rage that this character had for young black male. You know, yeah. it, it's 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 crazy. You know, and, very, and then yeah. and then you find and then we find out later where it comes from. You know, we find out later in the film where it comes from. Yeah, it really touches on you know um, a series of subjects, and, and also in true filmmaker fashion, you play a small part, pivotal role <laughs> in the film as well as Flacco. You know, yeah. <laughs> right? And yeah. um, you wrote yourself into the storyline, and um, you were part of the film for being filmmaker, director, and also pushing yourself into the film. I mean, how did you find time to, to push all that in? And then I heard through the filmmaker grapevine that it was done in one day. Yeah, it was done in one day. Yo, but it, it's crazy because the, the this was actually, because, you know, we did Booker Joe. You know, we did Booker That's Joe. Right. and mm-hmm. And... And it was the same thing, and that was a bigger role. You know, I was playing the devil. Like, I, you, you feel me? This here, I purposely made made a small role for myself. You know, I, I wanted I wanted everybody else to rock. I wanted to be able to sit back and watch something that didn't even really have me in it. But I wrote it, and everybody's just doing it. You, you feel me? They do it. They, they killing it. You feel me? So, so that that yeah. was that was my, my my vision on that. But but even with Spike Lee, you you know, watching Spike Lee, I noticed that he'll write a small part for himself sometimes. Like mm-hmm. he might he might he'll he'll go get Denzel. Like Denzel would be the star of the joint. He he might be the supporting actor in it. 
I, I went smaller than that. Like this guy was a homeless <laughs> guy that you see maybe twice, three times the most. Right. It, you right. know, it, it's a small role, but it's it's it, his role is so important. Yeah, it, it's pivotal know. to the film as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a pivotal yeah. film. It's a, now you also um, who are some of the um other people that played parts, pivotal parts in the film. These are people that, some of the people you worked with before in your other films, so let's shout them out as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, Justin Billboard Dinkins, that's my guy. He played, uh, he played a guy named Junior in the film. Junior is the, the dude in the hood, you know, that, you know, he do him. Yeah, he's still, he's still part of that life. Yeah. Life. yeah, yeah, he's part of that life. <laughs> um, you know, he did a good job too. Everybody did a good job, you know. Uh, my homegirl Brooklyn Shay, uh, Jabon, uh, I won't forget <laughs> nobody. Yo, yo, Tramel Williams, you know, Juanetta Alexis, Chantelay Kane, Nat Lotto. Everybody did their thing, man. Shout to uh, Ali Brathwaite, of course. Uh, of Rachel course. Swan. Uh, you know, shout to you, man. Shout to you. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Definitely. <laughs> well, like, you try to so play low, like, uh, yeah, nah, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, just a little nah. bit, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you try to play low, like she ain't <laughs> associate producer on that, on that. It's a little, it's a little bounce, bounce. Yeah, just a little bit, I mean? yo. Yeah, man. Shout to Nate. She tried to fly low, but we gonna salute her because, yeah, <laughs> she deserved that. Thanks a lot. On a, on there another go. note, we're gonna get um, we're gonna fall back a little bit into your hip hop history, and um, yeah. just recently in hip hop, we have a fallen soldier who's part of uh, the beginnings of. Who the bad seed was the original blunted soldiers, Pumpkinhead, maybe rest in peace. Yeah. MC, Battle MC, all around good fella, recently passed away. So, you know, I wanna definitely send my condolences to you and, and just speak on that a little bit for the people. Yeah. Let them know. Um Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yo. It still sounds crazy. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, listen, to everybody out there listening, I'm not just blowing smoke. You know me? And, yo, I'll, keep, I'll tell you what it is. If you if you going to take it, cool. If not, fine. Listen, I'm going to tell you what this is about this man. <laughs> if you could ever pick, like if God said, yo, you could pick two people that you've known forever and have them go just do some crazy shit. Or did you, you know what I'm saying? Live forever or whatever. Do you yeah. know that he would definitely be one of those people? For me. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, this man has never hurt nobody, y'all. You feel me? Like, and, and that, that's, we're going to start with that. But, you know, I, I, I learned so much alongside him. You know, we we were we were young in the game, and we learned a lot about recording in the studio, actually making records, and being being uh, uh, tight with the records and 
performing and getting out there. And everything I know about performing, I learned alongside this guy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, 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 it was it was it was tough. It was tough. I had just actually spoke to him not too long prior. We was talking about OBS reunion. We was talking about doing right. it, and uh, you know, not gonna happen. But um, I am gonna do an album. Um, you know, we was talking. We were talking about bringing making records back for it. Um, so let, let, let's see. You know, we'll see. We'll see what we can do for that. But I am still going to make an album with his energy. It's not going to be about PA. It's not every song ain't going to be. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just right. that energy, that energy of him. And I've already started working on it. I started writing and stuff like that. Getting ready for it. So, you know. Yeah, man. It's a, it was it was definitely shocking to to hear and, you know, so unexpected but you know what I did love was the, the outpour of the media, and just yeah. I guess how many. But you know what? You know what? Nick? Just, I don't uh, know. It was just it was crazy. I didn't expect that. I did not expect. You know what? Such an outpour. I was I was torn. I was torn. There was there was part of me that was that was like, yo, this shit is dope. Billboard, CNN, uh, all these people writing articles Time magazine, about yeah. Calling. Five. Them, yeah, called them a legend and an underground vet and this, that, and the third. But I got mad, too, because I'm like, yo, where the fuck was y'all a week ago when the nigga had a show right. in Canada? Where was y'all? Why wasn't y'all reporting that shit? Why y'all reporting when he died? You know, so, right. that, that, yeah, and like, I, I kind of, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's really, like, bizarre how... You you when you're working and you're on that stage and it's just you and you're putting in all the work and you're wondering, am I making a dent in here? People know what's going on yeah. because that's how it feels, yeah. you know. But then in your staff, all this outpour of like love and respect. Of, like, where were you during the show when I ain't getting no promo on that? Like right. it was an empty right. room, kind of like the feeling is like you know very torn feeling and it's it's crazy. You know, that's why a lot of MCs that's what I'm saying. are not like doing, you know, what they they would do because it's so difficult, and you're wondering, what am I doing here? What is what is the point? You know? Yo, it's crazy. I, you know, I've been having this same conversation like for the past. Matter of fact, yo, I was looking for you yesterday at uh, what you call this shit? Rodney joint. Rooftop. Oh, at the barbecue? Oh, word. Ah, man. <laughs> I didn't even know you. Oh, listen. We were going to yeah. go, but then we ended up going to the promenade and, and checking out the fireworks and stuff, you know? And oh, it was wow. just late, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. You know what I, mean? yeah. I saw the post that you was coming through. I was like, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> what you call it, uh, yeah, well, I was going to say, man. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> it's that's just, crazy. <laughs> right. It's so fresh. That's it's still crazy. brand new. You know, it's still brand new and everything. So it's not like it happened a while ago. It's very, very fresh and very brand new. It hasn't really even been a month yet or anything like that. So Yo, it's devastating. It's really I, I, devastating. I still have yeah. my moments. Like, like sometimes, I'll be, sometimes I could just be chilling and then, you know, I'll just start crying. You know what I'm saying? Because, cause, yo, he should really be here. He should really be here. And, you know, I loved him. 
very much. Yeah. Um, that that was my guy, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like we we went through a lot together. You know, we were sleeping on the floor, dead ass, sleeping on the floor, mm-hmm. pork fried rice, chicken wings, and recording, jumping up, recording in the studio of the shit. We had joints. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and and, and that was boot camp. Everybody knows 307 Clinton. That everybody know. Everybody knows. Crazy. If you if wow. you don't, then it's cool because I'm doing a documentary on 307, and I'm doing a documentary right. on PH. On PH. That's so gonna be dope. Coming soon. Yeah, six man films. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me look forward to that. <laughs> right. well, so let's jump back well, to the thin black line um, right. screening July 11th. Let them know the information yeah. about that. And um, even if you can't be there, you can also buy a ticket to support the film. Let them know the information yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 check it out. Uh, thin black line is going to be, well, the screening is going to be in Albany, New York. If you happen to be in the Capital District area, that is Albany's connected Detroit in all parts intertwining. If you happen to be in this area, it's going to be at the Linda. I believe it's 339 Central Lab. Uh, You can't miss it. It's right on the corner of Central and Quail. Um, Doors open at 7. We're going to have live performances. Uh, Yo, Stanley, DJ Ness Nice Everett is gonna be DJing. Dude is crazy. Trust me, or he wouldn't even be on the ones and twos. You feel me? He's DJing. Uh, we got uh, Ethan Vodka in the building. You're gonna want to come through and get a little sip of that. It looks uh, a little, little something. There's gonna be a performance as well. I, I saw. Yeah, yeah, right? yo, yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple performances. Uh, uh, what what you call it? There's no, no, we got Nat Lado definitely performing. Uh, we got some spoken word artists performing. There was definitely something from my man Nikki Black. This joint called "What If It Was Me." That's very mm-hmm. politically charged. I can't wait. I'm still debating if I'm going to perform or not. I might not, um, you know. But definitely, y'all gonna want to check. You know, if you're in the area, come check it out. We definitely think about taking this on the road too. Looking at Middletown, New York next. Uh, New York City after that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got people looking in Houston, Atlanta, North oh, Carolina. Like, oh. there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple other spots that we're looking at too to bring it just premiere to. It will be out everywhere, all formats, DVD, digital, all of that, all the stores. All the digital outlets, all the, the physical outlets in August. And Book of Job will also be out that same way this month, okay. July 21st. It'll be out all the stores and all that, July 21st. So, yeah, I miss Book of Job. Make sure y'all go go check that out because it is no longer on YouTube. If you go up there and look, all you're going to see is trailers, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> trailers. So you're not going to be able to man, see that. On you, man. Trailer. Any longer. Trailer. Right? I'm about to trailer y'all to death, man. Trailer. Trailer. <laughs> trailer. <laughs> trailer. <laughs> you know he performed that massive ceremony, right? Oh, man. I wish I was there oh, for that. Oh, yeah. I would have lost my mind. Yeah, I done lost my mind to see oh, him come man. out and do anything. Trailer, Lord. Waking oh, in a bed. Man. It don't matter. Oh, <laughs> right? man. Oh, man. I would have paid money for that. Yeah, he's I would pay money just to hear him say Shaba. One yeah. time, just <laughs> say Shaba. 
I'm one sure you said it as soon as he hit the stage. I know the crowd probably to. went berserk. They had to. Yeah. Because he was the yeah. only uh, reggae performer amongst, you know, the traditional hip-hop. So I know they lost their minds. Lost their yeah. minds. It was crazy. It was yeah. crazy. So, yo... I'm a. I'm gonna get into some music, but I want to thank you for coming to the show. You guys, Thin Black yeah. Minus Screen in Albany on Saturday. What time and everything? What time is this thing happening? Yo, seven o'clock. The doors open. It's from seven to eleven. You can get the at the door. The ticket is twenty dollars. You can go online. You can cop them at Eventbrite. Look up the Thin Black Line movie screening. You can cop them online for fifteen dollars. If you can't even, if you ain't even gonna be there, man, you should definitely support so we can continue to make movies. You know, that's right. We got a lot of things lined up, yo. Like, yo, King and April and all that is coming too. Like, yo, that's right. It don't stop. I'm trying to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell y'all. Y'all don't even. It's Nate, not stopping. I don't even think they know. Nay, they don't even know. They don't even know, man. Like this, all this shit right here. This shit is love tap. I'm trying to tell you, we ain't even throw the jab, we ain't even throw the jab in the hook yet. Like, uh. <laughs> and I, yo, I threw that in there because I know you fuck with boxing. I know you a boxing head, so I threw that in there. <laughs> no, uh, they haven't. The uppercut ain't even. It's it's, it's far oh, down like, the line. Nah, we ain't so even, much coming. <laughs> yo, dead ass. Nah, we just stepping in. We just playing with them real quick. You know what I mean? Exactly. Sizing them up. Exactly. That's what we doing. That's what we doing. <laughs> Uh, so check it out, well, thanks for having in Black me, Line. Definitely, as uh, always, always. You know how it uh, goes, you know. Mm-hmm. In Black Line on July 11th. That's upcoming Saturday, this Saturday coming. Support y'all. We're going to yeah. get into, hmm, I don't know what I'm going to get into. Maybe a little, little, you know, little brother, because recently been discussing them, wishing they were still together. Oh, no, you know what? I'm going to get into a little Rhapsody. Oh, I'm really digging Rhapsody. What? Nay, 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 real quick. Did you hear some Billy's new album? No. No, yo. not yet. <laughs> yo, yo, check this out. Check this out. This <laughs> shit, they got joint. Most of that shit is produced or co-produced by Dilla. Wow. Wow. Yo, you know, that's yes. saw them recently at the Pete Rock uh, instrumental album release, you know. They, they did a little yeah. small performance. They came out a little bit, did a little something, something. Yeah, it's called Yes. Yo, that shit is bang. Damn. I got to find yeah. that. I got to find that, play a little yeah. that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah. we just, we just, <laughs> we could go on and on because that's how yeah. we get down. But we're going to get into Rhapsody, Godzilla, um, next on Bodega Fresh, your girl Nadine, filmmaker, director yeah. Corey Pearson, Thin Black Line coming up yeah. on Saturday, y'all. Yeah. yeah, here we go. Yeah. 
you met Godzilla. I'm God gifted. I'm Derek G the pitcher. Holy to God, get it, nigga. That's how high I hit it. Godzilla crushing y'all villas. Godzilla, only Godzilla. Just to hang with us 
trust Niggas lust Without a bank account I doubt we could swing that route Fill me out uh, I'm used to Hanging with boosters In the best name brand With the insane clan Man listen My position is lieutenant Like a block of hash Got the burning to bin it Send it I send it back to your greasy Freaky arrogant style Shamukhtaha steezy To please me You got to be well all Bust the shell all With a tattoo that starts all
and put the needle to the crime. Yeah. Representing one kind, seeing an eye for the blind. Uh. Witness what I carry on, bears a further purpose. Uh-huh. From how we do slam a few, then you wanna purchase. Yeah. A dialogue of fuck, you love to pop it in your trunk. I win more discipline than the Shaolin monk. Pete Rock and CL, well set to spark it. Uh-huh. The powerful target to destroy the black market. Yeah. But when you say black, listen, I don't know, you lose me. What? I guess another beggar can't afford to be choosy. I come to the maximum, artist on the major label. Any duplication of this one is fatal. On one, two, five, I gotta hit your live. Beat your ass with my tape, any race or shape. Cause if they got mine, they got yours too. But together, here's what we gotta do. For high rates, every time we sample all the pastime great, yeah. stick it in the SP 1200 Peter, make a loop, lovely way to troop in the Lexus coupe. Just a little bit, set to make a whole lot happen. The musical inside my rapping, yeah. written by the CL, produced by the PR, and any any credit that you heard thus far. A start from scratch, cause the baseline's critical. Yeah. Better than the original who first made it. Uh-huh. Now you wanna sue me, but fans never boo me. Yeah. Believe I know the times we've been broke too, G. Right. Here's another sample clear, see you get the hell out of here like a bootleg, you're over for the year. You only get the credit where the credit is due. So listen, what I shout out is true. Like the strands of limbs, well, I'm thick and that's dead. Here to go to the head and count the locks on the dread. Yeah. I am not lit to verify, going to multiply. A theory many thought a conspiracy. Here to let you know that it applies to all of us. You know exceptions to the ruling as a plus. Cause who job bless, let no one curse. Straighten out what I be about, reckon above the clout. And let the management work for me. Because I don't need the unnecessary hostility. A proper marketing plan so we can gobble up the dough. Straighten it out so everybody knows the kids are. Official with the purpose of a smooth surface Kicking the surface one time to make them nervous We're finally here and very long overdue Pete Rock, this one's for the crew Everybody must. 